This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1, where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado. The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today, wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome in, everyone, to a victory edition. Yes, I said victory edition of the Orange and Brown Report. It's been a minute. Haven't really checked in this week. Life's been crazy. Have some things going on. We did get a Browns uh, covered pod with with the uh, OBR film breakdown just yesterday. Um, Check that out if you have not. Talking about the Ravens recap and previewing the Bengals. You might not want to hear much of a preview of the Bengals because we saw the Browns win 35-30. It was fantastic to see a win. They needed to win this football game. They had to win this football game. We're going to have a great guest on just a minute. And um, before we do, I want to talk about Pepsi. You know Pepsi. You Pepsi or uh, the arch enemy type of person? I'm not even going to say their name on this podcast. Well, Pepsi's got a great thing going for fans who are absolutely in love with the game. Um, and they're And they're all about game day and the fans. It's the refreshment you need to power through game day with Pepsi. Power through game day with your home team, whether that's Browns, whether that's your fantasy team, whatever that might be. Become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Hopefully you had a nice icy cold Pepsi while watching the Browns march up and down the field on the Bengals' defense tonight. Let's welcome in Jared Mueller, maybe... I don't know, cracking open a Pepsi right now at 1 a.m.? Maybe not. <laughs> Hopefully not. My friend, how are you? I am old and tired, but it's good to be tired after a win, not a loss. When I when we decided we were going to do this after the game, I'm like, man, I'm going to be cranky if it's after a loss. So it's good to be checking in after a win and good to talk to you, buddy. Yeah, man. it was. Uh, it's, it's, it's been a while. It feels like the end of last season was such a – such a disaster and so stressful and, and, and it was just a waste because you were sitting on what everybody presumed was a lame duck head coach and you know, they opened this year and we all had low expectations anyway, but those low expectations were sort of a I don't know, challenged I guess is the right way to put it, because they laid an egg in Baltimore. So a good win and a and a, and a pretty good offense, I would say, like ninety five percent good. Um, one mistake that we will get to. And we'll talk about it, but you know, before we do, quick run on stats. Nick Chubb runs 22 times for 124 and a couple scores. Kareem Hunt, 10 carries, 86 yards and a touchdown. Really phenomenal running from those two. Not, not layman's type work, man. Like really pounding and 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 finding the right angles on wide and tight zone, breaking tackles, getting those few extra yards for first downs. Fantastic running from those guys. Baker ran three times for five yards. Had a nice scramble on that first down. 
uh, I believe on the first possession they had, third and seven, scrambled for it. So that was that was really good to see. He goes 16 of 23. Um, I think it's 16 of 23, 219, a couple touchdowns, one interception. Again, we'll talk about that in a minute, why that came to fruition, what he can learn from that. Odell Beckham, uh, six targets, most of any receiver, four catches, 74 yards. Nice, long 43-yard touchdown, which was fun to see. Uh, really, really, really fun to see. Three catches, 46 for Jarvis. Nice little supplemental piece. Good game. Then limited snaps. Kadero Hodge continues to get a little better. Two catches, 39 yards. Austin Hooper, four targets, two catches, 22 yards. Close to having a red zone touchdown. Couldn't get that other foot in on the on the line there. Kareem chips in with two catches for uh, 15 yards. Catches a rail route touchdown. Nice little play there. Um, Harrison Bryant. Look, I know that interception was on... Uh, probably people don't even know that Baker was throwing that to Harrison up the up the middle on an over route that, that could have been a touchdown. Harrison cooked the safety. Backside corner just wasn't held down. So nice game from him. I think he's going to be really good, man. And then uh, Kareem, or sorry, Nick Chubb had one catch for nine yards. Defensively, Sandejo, 10 tackles. I mean, you get a lot of tackles when you arrive late and let things happen. He's he's not he's not very good, man. you got to kind of find a way to limit his snaps eventually. Uh, Thomas Tavera Thomas had nine tackles. Mal- Malcolm Smith, who I think is playing good football, at the linebacker position, nine, nine tackles. B.J. Goodson had seven. Sean Richardson had six. And then um, Porter Gustin had four. I, I didn't see him get credited for a sack, but, man, he was in the backfield. Like, dude is dude is good. He is playing. The unfortunate thing is that the face mask happened, but that's such a luck thing. You know, he could be reaching in and get the football with that left hand. It's so, it's so split second. It's weird. Um, yeah, he played a hell of a game. Miles had a strip sack, a huge strip sack for his – uh, one of his three tackles there as well. And then uh, Adrian Claiborne had a nice early sack too. Quickly, Bengals, 16 carries, 46 yards rushing from Joe uh, Joe Mixon. Joe Burrow, 7 for 19. Giovanni Bernard, 1 for 3. The Browns have had two really stellar run defense performances at the beginning of the season. They were the t- Pro Football Focus's top-graded run defense week one. Now, they're giving up pass chunks. We'll talk about that. But they're you know it's been a while since we've said the Browns have a really good uh, a really good run defense, so uh, they're playing well. I'm not saying they're good necessarily, but they're 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 playing the run game pretty well right now. Joe Burrow, 37 of 51, 61. <laughs> I, I'm sitting one, 61 <laughs> pass attempts, and and really the 61, Jared is is because the dude just kept extending drives. Like that's the that's the best part of his game is that he'll sneaky, you know, he'll run for first downs or he'll he'll find just the perfect spot to. To, uh, to, to to pick apart a defense to grab a first down on a late down situation. So his average distance of target I would not think was very good, but that doesn't matter. If, I mean, if you throw a high volume like that, I mean, 61 is crazy for an NFL game, but, like, he he was fine, right? Like, he he they could have won with him. So uh, Tyler Boyd, seven catches, 72 and a touchdown. Drew Sample, seven for 45. C.J. Ozoma, who I think he snapped something in his leg. Uh, or looks like an Achille- it looks Achilles. It looks like it would be an Achilles. Yeah. Sucks, man, because he'd been coming on strong. Four catches for 42 and a touchdown. Joe Mixon, four for 40. Uh, T. Higgins, the rookie, three for 35. This this Thomas looked good. I mean, four for 31, a touchdown? I mean. The the former Ram who was with Sean McVay and Zach Taylor out in, out there in uh, St. Louis and L.A. He had a nice game. Uh, A.J. Green, 13 targets, three catches, 29 yards. <laughs> I, he looked old. I'm just old. I'm just gonna say it. He did not look like the AJ Green who used to rip Cleveland apart. Uh, five uh, Giovanni Bernard catches for 20 yards. Listen, Gio Bernard is 28. Doesn't it feel like Gio's been there since like the Derek Anderson days? Like absolutely. It, it feels Back, like I thought dude, he was Rudy Johnson's backup. Holy cow, man! The guy's been there forever. Uh, Jesse Bates, who's one of the 
the better defensive players they have on that that team. Safety, Wakeford, I loved him. I wish they would have been able to draft him. Another topic, he has 10 tackles. We're not going to touch too much on the Bengals' defense. They played pretty poorly. Um, initial thoughts, dude, as we as we come out of this game and and uh, and uh, settle the dust here. You know, I think for me, it's the, the star players played star roles. And, and so, you know, you talk about Joe Burrow's 61 attempts. Well, part of that is, I mean, the Bengals weren't out of this game really most of the game. Like, you know, the Browns had 12-point leads at different times. But because they were holding Joe Mixon, who is a really good running back, uh, to a 2.9 uh, average per carry, it just forced them to go with Joe Burrow. And so it tells you a lot about, you know, the Browns' defensive line. Uh, we all know the limitations of the linebackers and the safeties. Um, but, you know, you had the line who played really, really well uh, without Olivier Vernon. Uh, and then Adrian Claiborne went out, um, out in the second half, basically. Um, but they still held, you know, Mixon down, forcing Joe Burrow to throw the ball, um, which, again, 37 of 61. The Browns secondary didn't play well outside of Denzel Ward, who annoyed the living bejesus out of A.J. Green, a lot like Joe Hayden did. But it's really good to see the star players play like star players. You know, I think it's interesting that if the Browns lose this game, people are pointing to the fact that OBJ wasn't targeted uh, after some time um, in early in the third quarter. You know, there's a lot of things that a win kind of you know, kind of overlooks. Um, but we had star players play like stars and we had, we had other players like Porter Gustin and, you know, those kind of guys who, who stepped up and, you know, I'm looking at a couple stats where, you know, Baker was four of five on, on play action passing for 87 yards and a touchdown. Um, and then there's one on my screen right now about him against the blitz. He was five for six with two touchdowns against the blitz. So um, some, some areas that we wanted to see more play action and seeing him against the blitz and, and against, um, you know, difficult defenses or at least something complicated where he doesn't know where things are coming is things that we're going to need to see. And then, the run game, and I think this is one of the reasons I love the film stuff that you do, um, is the run game, you know, Chubb and Hunt did amazing, you know, but but the details and everything that has to come together with, with the offensive line, with a limited Jed Wills, a limited J.C. Treader, and Chris Hubbard, who was horrible last year as a right tackle, all of that had to go together well. Andy Janowich um, as the, the fullback, all of the details that have to happen for a good run game, especially in this scheme, uh, just happened tonight. So it was just great to see everything come together. Again, 35-30 doesn't tell the story of the game. Um, it happens in the NFL. Teams come back. It really felt like the Browns were in control a majority of the game, and that's fun to be a part of. You're right, man. Spot on. The, the players they needed to step up, Denzel Ward, Miles Garrett, Made big plays. Denzel Ward covered as well as I've ever seen him cover. Um, we talked about A.J. Green, 13 targets, three catches, 20, 29 yards. And, and, and Mitchell, Terrence Mitchell was involved in that too. But um, just thought Ward was hyper-effective. Miles, all it takes as a DN man is like making one big play. Miles controls an edge, puts pressure on all the time. You get one big play. That strip sack is massive. They score a touchdown immediately after that. Um, just, just Sheldon, Sheldon Richardson was was a beast, especially in the first half. And then I think for Ward, what's interesting is, even though this is his third year, this is the first time he got to match up with A.J. Green. And I think he I think he had something there. Like, that was something that was motivating for him, that he never got to match up against the top receiver, you know, in the AFC North for so many years. This is his first chance, and he made sure that, you know, he, he made an impression. He did. thought he played so well, man. Um, and then, you know, uh, back to touching guys up front, like Adrian Claiborne makes a sack, and we talk about Porter Gustin just being – 
really nice force off the edge as a, as a reserve guy. That's four guys that can really impact pass rush um, along the edges, and that's that's great. Olivier obviously didn't play in this game, but um, you, you know it's not it's not an overwhelmingly serious injury for him by any means. He'll probably be back next week after this this longer layoff. So I like the front and I like the interior. Larry had a great week one, probably had a mediocre week two, but. Um, you know, he's a nice secondary shade player, and, and Sheldon Richardson played really well, like you said. I think he's he's uh, making plays all over the field, covering a lot of ground for his position. You know, we're going to have to check the linebackers. Not sure. Didn't think they covered well at all. I think Joe Joe really does a great job of manipulating those guys, and the safety play is still really bad. I need to – and Ryan Harrison was responsible for an inner, or that touchdown up the left sideline. I just need to see more. I need to break that down. I didn't really get a chance to break that down second half of Baltimore, and I really need the All-22 to come out quicker so that we can... Good uh, gracious, right? Yeah, man, it's terrible. So we can try to get a feel for what's going on back there. That's going to be a hot topic. So, But overall, great, man. Offensively, those two running backs were what you'd expect, what you expected. You expected the Browns to run like crazy uh, today, and they did, over 200 yards, uh, especially with Geno Atkins out and Mike Daniels out. Played well, and Baker was hyper-effective. You know, this is... This is what you want from him. I thought he made a lot of really nice throws on third downs, too. Not just the boot action stuff, which I think he's going to get better at. You know, to me, and I'll touch on this interception real quick, Jerry, and then you can you can take off on your thoughts on it, too, or whatever offensively. But, um, you know, that, that scheme, is it's it's for a guy who hasn't seen it a lot, is interesting. Um, you know, Baker has, I, I keep reminding people, yeah, this scheme is great for Baker, but he hasn't played in it. He hasn't played anything like it um, in his time, you know, playing football really he hasn't been an under center quarterback boot action guy it's good for his skill set but he's got to get used to it so like you know as you get used to it now this play where the backside corner robs underneath your over route which is what they do like teams play cover three to it it's a natural roll balls coming back out the opposite direction the corner's going to carry with your eyes like the corner knows hey man this guy's rolling away from me i'm cutting the field in half here i'm not going to stand on my third in the backside. And uh, that's why teams leak out a tight end. They'll run that. They run that zone, obviously. So picture this in your mind: you're running zone to the left, uh, wide zone left. You have your backside tight end kind of blocking with it as he would to cut off backside, and then you boot back off of it the other way to the right, which is what they did tonight. Have a nice little over route. But sometimes team will leak that tight end from the backside, leak him down the line and up. You know, 49ers are famous for doing that with George Kittle. Um, so that's something they could do. They did not add any wrinkle like that. Baker did not see. Um, William Jackson sneaking off the backside, and um, that's an interception. You know, he's got to understand the situation, but he didn't even think about it. He didn't even even consider it, so he's got to learn from that, and hopefully he does learn from that, that that corner is a threat to that over route. And uh, big learning experience, uh, something I'm really overwhelmingly worried about. Um, But like I said, it's going to be – those are growing pains to me, dude. Like, those are actual growing pains. He was actually – but the the other stuff, sitting in the pocket, making throws with some people bearing down on him, I liked it. I saw really good strides. It's what I wanted to see. I feel good about this game overall. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think um, those of you who follow me on Twitter know I I, uh, fractured my elbow last week, and so I've been doing a lot of things left-handed. And there's a, in a lot of ways, that's what Baker Mayfield's doing when it comes to the quarterback position. I know you've hit on, you know, right foot forward, left foot forward, and just the change there. Like, everybody thinks that that stuff is just so simple, but the reality is, is it's so not intuitive. I can't tell you how many times I put myself in pain just because I started to do something I've always done with my right arm. And it hurt because I put it in a wrong position or I actually caught a cooler, not a small cooler, but I caught a cooler with my damaged arm and 
was in excruciating pain because it's just something I'm so used to doing being a reflective or um, <laughs> I respond pretty quickly to things. And so the same thing, like Baker is learning how to do things with his left hand really at some level. And, and that's hard and that, that takes time and that takes reps. And honestly, it takes mistakes. And, you know, at some level, I feel like they almost did very little last week of what they're going to do the rest of the year. And I don't know if that's a good idea or a bad idea, but I felt like they didn't even really try a lot of the things that they want to try. Um, and they did a lot of it today, but I think, you know, one of the things that you and I talked about, um, about the wide zone scheme and running on a past podcast was, um, one of the things that I was looking forward to was, was, um, Stefanski going to be more like Kyle Shanahan running enough power and some of those other uh, run schemes to keep teams off balance because that's what really sets Kyle Shanahan apart from everybody else running the wide zone scheme. And I saw that tonight. I saw enough power in those kind of schemes that are different than the wide zone that really keep the defenses off balance. So they're not just always kind of booking it out for those wide zone or inside zone schemes. They really aren't ready for all of a sudden they're getting blown off the ball, you know, and, and Chubb or Hunt are taking it for 15, 20 yards. So, Overall, I, you know, I just feel really good about, you know, what is there. You know, there's a part of me that is so sad to not to know that Grant Delpit is not going to be around all season mm -hmm. to not know when Kevin Johnson's going to come back from that uh, lacerated uh, kidney or liver, whichever one it is. Um, you know, just some of those kind of things where you're like, man, you know, the defense is struggling against the pass, but is, is shutting down the run right at two straight weeks against good running teams. They've shut down the run. And so, you know, there we can look look forward to what the defense can become when when guys come back from injury in the end the offense has to do enough um so that the, the defense isn't going to cost us every game and that's really it and so you know the offensive line and the defensive line which is where i think games are won and lost after quarterback are really good in cleveland and we haven't had that in a long time yeah, I mean, the Bengals aren't good by any stretch. It's a game you're expected to win. Um, it's not like beating Baltimore in Baltimore last year, but uh, it feels good, and it feels like what the offense is expected to be. And, uh, you know, it's just it's just a, a feel-good situation. Who, who knows what next week will present? The Redskins are very beatable, too. It'd be great to get off to a 2-1 and one start and feel good about yourselves. It's something the Browns haven't had in a little bit, a nice little start like that. So, um, yeah, it's good, man. It's good all around. And defensively, you're worried. It can it, listen, man. It can really, it can really get better. It really can, uh, coverage wise. They're playing sound run defense. It can get better coverage wise. I think they got some things to iron out back there. And hopefully, like I said, Ronnie Harrison can get a little bit of a bigger role, and those guys can gain a little bit of confidence. Um, that's my only concern. They, they, they have to score. They can't let teams jump out. And if you, if you're really really giving up big plays in the passing game teams can jump out on you and when you jump out on Cleveland and you nullify that deadly play action attack that they can use man uh, it can it can be uh, it can change things and it puts a lot of pressure on Baker again and I, I I'm not saying Baker can't do it but I don't love to put too much pressure on him um, so we'll see um, talk about indeed real quick so sports had a break but your business necessarily didn't you have to keep moving making hires important than ever right now and people are hiring right now believe it or not deeds here to help deed.com is the number one job site in the world because indeed gets you best the best people the best candidates and fast unlike other sites indeed will give you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring you only pay for what you need you can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are known and shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. 75% of online job seekers visit Indeed each month to get their 
you know, to get those jobs. So it's it's you who needs to get out there and meet them in the middle, right? You need to get that important hire, make it happen. And that's uh, just like they have done for 3 million businesses worldwide. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it and they'll see it fast. Try Indeed with our $75 credit at Indeed.com slash podcast. This is the best offer and it won't be available for that long. Okay, take advantage of it. Um, and you won't find this deal anywhere else. So go right now to indeed.com slash podcast. There are terms and conditions that apply. Offer is valid through September 30th. Take advantage. So, Jared, wrap it up, man. What are you looking forward to, um, you know, going forward? What are you looking forward to, like, get a nice little break here, come back, where are you at on Washington, where are you at on this team, and, uh, yeah, tie a little bone. And tell the listeners, too, man, what the plan is going forward with this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, for me, I'm really excited to about the offensive and defensive lines. You know, I've hit on that a few times, but Jedrick Wills, um, one of the things I, I've I've loved is to watch him manhandle some folks like that is just something that is that is really fun to watch. And, you know, not having Jack Conklin this week, um, you know, the fact that um, they were able to just, you know, come up with with a good game plan to to run the ball, to keep Baker's, uh, you know, clean, no sacks. Uh, that stuff is really exciting to me. So now going against Washington, which has a, a ferocious front four, and I'm not sure what else really about that team is that meaningful this year besides they've kind of got that Ron Rivera culture thing going. Um, but that defensive front is 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 legit, and so it's going to be a great test for the offensive line, and that's something that I'm looking forward to watching, looking forward to just, you know, just having a great offensive and defensive line like those things matter so much in the NFL as long as you have a quarterback. So that is what I'm looking forward to. And the other thing I'm looking forward to, Jake, is just the opportunity to to, um, to take the ball from you with this podcast. Um, obviously, you're going to be a part of it still. Um, but, you know, getting back into kind of the hosting. Uh, so I will be taking over. Um, as we move forward as the as the main host, um, Jake will be on and we'll kind of be flipping roles. So I will be uh, kind of driving the bus, asking the questions. And, and to be honest, that's probably a role that is, that is better for everybody um, because it allows me to get more out of Jake and Brent and Steven and everybody else um, as opposed to them getting things out of me. So I'm looking forward to, to that and and really getting back into that. It's something I did, you know, for uh about two years almost as a daily podcast. Uh, so we'll be pumping out three a week at least and then more as we can. So I'm looking forward to, you know, I got to do that for that week. Um, and it really was good to just get back in that game. Um, I enjoy talking. I enjoy processing with people. Um, it's a part of what I do full time. So now I get to do it covering sports uh, back in back in the saddle again. Hell yeah, man. I'm excited. I think it'll be great. I think you're a fantastic host. People got a taste of that just last week, and uh, I think it'll work really well. I can do more analysis when I come on. We'll do Film Room Mondays together where we will talk about uh, similar things that we're talking about right now as they don't play very many Thursday night games, obviously. And um, this will be great. I'm looking forward to it. Jared will be a fantastic host, and he'll have great guests on through the OBR, and we'll uh, we'll break down a ton of great topics. And uh, like I said, looking forward to it. It's a great transition for us. Fun game tonight. I will mention again betonline.ag. They do fantastic work there. They're going the extra mile to make sure every possible chance to win the season is in your lap. From game spreads, totals, team, player, coaching props, BetOnline gives you the most options to wager than anywhere else. Get on those season opening bonuses. Start off wagers on wins, divisions, championships, futures, all that stuff. And they have fun uh, individual games like Baker's 242 pass total today. Uh, Nick Chubb, I think, had a... 
a 74 and a half rush total. You can get in on those and win those parlays because some of those are easy. Like the two running back totals, super easy to hit tonight <laughs> on the over. So head online to Bet Online uh, today. Take advantage of the offer that you can get. It is a great sign up bonus. Don't forget to use the promo code BlueWire at BetOnline.ag. That's BlueWire, all one word, B L U E W I R E. Bet Online, your online sportsbooks. Sportsbook experts. So wrapping this up, Jared, man, I'm pumped. It's uh, it's going to go in a good direction. I think it's going to be great. Um, nice little spinoff here with the Browns win. Hopefully you guys can enjoy it. Sit back. Don't worry about the weird interception and Burrow kind of getting some garbage time numbers. Just like forget it, man. They won. They were in control of that game for most of the game. And uh, there's another winnable game the following Sunday. They could be 2-1. and one. Let's focus on the positive. I'll write up tonight on Baker what went right for him and what you should see and feel better about him than, than we all did. And, like, I love to write positive things about Baker Mayfield. I did not like writing that last week. It sucks. Mm. I don't want to write negative stuff, man. Um, you know, but in that negative stuff, I try to give perspective that this could all change as it goes on. And if he can show the flashes of patience and processing and all of that, tonight was a good step in that direction. So, Jared, thanks for joining me, brother. This is great. I look forward to hearing your uh, your podcast going forward and joining you on Monday. Thanks for trusting me, brother. All right, guys, we appreciate you listening, and uh, hopefully you have a great week. Uh, I guess the week's over. Have a great weekend. Right? <laughs> Enjoy this Browns win. Kick a few beers back. Have a great time. Stay safe with your family. Until we chat next time, go Browns. <laughs>